Hey, 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 thanks again for pressing play, and welcome once again to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. It might be early August or mid-August, whatever it is, but we got a jam-packed show here for you today. Not only are we going to be doing start, bench, and trade, anybody who has won, worn jersey number 20 in the history of the Phoenix Suns, and don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, there's not 24 people like we had last week for jersey number 10. But we have a lot of other news happening around the Phoenix Suns organization. So as I bring in Matthew, uh, first and foremost, good evening. How are you? Good, Hello. sir. I'm doing great. How are you doing, John? Pip, pip, cheerio and all that fun stuff. I'm Tomorrow's Friday, right? Excited. Happy yes. Friday, everybody. Oh, man. Happy Friday. Happy and Thursday, Thursday. Playing, playing <laughs> some Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, mm. I saw that. What, did you tweet that out? I just the randomly tweeted. I just put Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It came out in like 2020, but I was going to say I, it's an older one because I don't. It's, I it's keep the up. newest one, but okay. it is older. It's just it's a fantastic. How does game. it look? Oh, dude, it's amazing. It's an amazing looking game. It's it's one of those games where you play it for a little bit and you step away because mm-hmm. you know, games always suck, especially those that are just beasts because you suck in the beginning. When you come back and you're like you start to get good and your character's badass, it's like yo, this is. Dude. You this got a lot fine. going on over there with those video games, man. Dude, I'm I'm <laughs> sitting there like NBA's. literally. I, I come home from work today. I'm like, okay, I've got 30 minutes. I play a little Valhalla. I go out and like I mow the lawn, and then I have to, you know, uh, just a bunch of yard work. And I come back inside. I take a shower. I'm like, I've got 37 minutes till I have to podcast <laughs> Valhalla. <laughs> and I come in here, and then I'll write an article after this. I have to finish an article uh, yeah. that I'm writing for Bright Side of the Sun. If no one has, head over to Bright Side of the Sun. Dot com please do so that's where you can find both mine and matthew's writing uh and as well as information on this podcast but yeah staying busy man staying busy good summertime yeah and the living's easy treat yourself a little bit too you know Throw that's why i play Valhalla. There. yeah there you go man that's, that's good i'm stuff. trying to uh get back to things like watching movies and stuff watching like what TV kind of movies? shows what kind of TV um shows? oh tv shows um i was watching ghost adventures a lot just fun to have in the background but <laughs> also fine to have in the background <laughs> yeah nowadays i find it pretty funny um but also i i just rewatched pulp fiction i don't know why oh i don't know great, why great rewatch man stop. yeah so i just threw that on and I, I was like this is actually a good movie i watch a lot of tim and eric any, any fans out there out of the six watchers right now so, <laughs> like, what so the are talking about? question have you ever yeah. seen once upon a time in hollywood i have yes i saw it once i know okay. you've seen that a few times right watch it again dude okay i will because I, I wasn't the biggest fan but i feel like if it. i do rewatch, now that i am older when i eat my toast without butter i will probably like it <laughs> <laughs> now that i don't make toast and it's just bread i just eat <laughs> bread. Just bread i ain't got time for toast for the ball much too lazy for it so but plenty to talk about man i'm super excited about this podcast and and the eight people who are watching along live with us and the eight people who are listening (laughs) at a later time uh all of you hit that thumbs up button it lets everyone know where the best phoenix suns content and the most consistent phoenix sun content is on the web that's quality and that's right here the sun's jam session podcast as we're sitting here on episode number 496 rapidly approaching episode 500 and we got we got a little bit of a surprise for episode 500 nothing crazy you and i will talk after this and try to figure out what the fuck we're doing for that it's just going to be you and me for 500 seconds staring at the camera uh from an audio standpoint it's gonna be absolutely horrible but from a video standpoint man it's gonna be some good staring that's what we'll do we will met we will meditate um, we'll just do a bunch (laughs) of asmr stuff 
Yeah, we go. Mm. Be like, um, oh, on our Sun's jam session. Uh, we lost a we lost we lost one of our viewers on that one. Oh, so dang. I'm watching them closely. <laughs> That's all we look. So up. pop them if you got them, Suns fans. I'm gonna have myself a nice Suns brew after doing some yard work and playing oh, some really? Valhalla. I'm gonna pop open a Suns brew by Four Peaks. Looks delicious. Oh, it's, it tastes fantastic, and a uh, lot to talk about. So let's drop the beat and get to talking about it. You know, Matthew, I, I was going to start the podcast off with the news that dropped today about opening night and Christmas Day. But then when that beat plays, for those of you who watch the program, you know that because this is the jam session, it's an intro that involves just a bunch of historic jams in the history of the franchise. Uh, the Hocus Pocus slam dunk contest performance by Cedric Sabalas, uh, the Olua Candy drop by Amari Stoudemire, the Tom Chambers going up and over. Uh, I forget who it is, uh, but like one monster. So Kevin Johnson over Mark, Jack- uh, Mark, John- Mark Jackson, Mark, right? Mark Jackson, who's yeah. Tom Chambers went over. Yes. And then Kevin Johnson goes over Hakeem Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching that highlight right there, I think I want to start with the, the simple fact that Matt Ishbia did something this week that we as Suns fans have been pining over for quite some time. You and I as podcasters in the Phoenix Suns realm, who've been doing it for four years, coming up on four years. uh, It's just one of those topics that we talk about plenty. And that's whether or not Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion should be in the ring of honor and how it's kind of a disgrace that they're not that because of the seven seconds or less era that Steve Nash orchestrated and won two MVPs under, he couldn't have done it without that dynamic duo next to him in stat and matrix. And how, for some reason, most likely due to Robert Sarver's soured relationship with both players, they haven't been in the ring of honor. And in less than six months since taking over the franchise, Matt Ishbia has brought Kevin Durant to Phoenix. He's brought Bradley Beal to Phoenix. He has localized the television programming. He just redid the entire food and beverage partnership inside of the Footprint Center for both the Suns and the Mercury and all local concerts. And now, once again, another W for our owner, Matt Ishbia, as he is a, he announced uh, through The Athletic earlier this week that Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion will enter the Suns' ring of honor and have their jerseys retired this season, Matthew. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's amazing. I think it's, it's one thing that... For them to actually do it. But the other thing is like, I didn't think this was ever going to happen. I thought it was just something that was in the past. It's like, hey, we're kind of past the point to really kind of induct them in there. I mean, C. Nash has been there for a while. Now it's like, oh, yeah, it was just a Robert Sarver thing. Once he's out, the sour relationship, like you said, that they that he probably had with the Matrix, who was always on the Mavericks bench, always oh, in yeah. the playoffs, always rooting on the, the Mavericks bench right next to Mark Cuban. It's like, what is he doing there? Of course, he won a championship with the Mavericks, but it's like you mm-hmm. want him back in Phoenix too, right? Because he was the Matrix here in Phoenix. And then Stat, of course, absolutely. And it's like maybe he had the sour relationship not getting paid when he had to go to New York. Maybe that was a thing. The next year, the Suns had a chance, if Amari was with the Suns, to maybe win a championship. That was the year that the Mavericks won um, or 
did they win or they went on to actually play the Heat that year, I believe. Um, but mm-hmm. they they had a chance that following year when after, after Amari Stoudemire left. But it's like, what is Matt HBO not going to do? I feel like the only thing really kind of left is maybe saving the uh, the Coyotes, maybe just you know doing a partnership with them to actually have them play at the arena or something. I don't know. I just feel like that's something that's going to pop up. It's like, oh, Matt Ishbia, he's buying the Coyotes, he's building them a stadium. Like, I just feel like he's going to do something like that. But this is huge because didn't you think like it was just kind of just never going to happen? Yeah, and I think that it was just one of those things that we continue to bring up as an off-season topic uh, or every time that we see Amari Stoudemire or Sean Marion, whether it be on national television or, as you mentioned, sitting courtside at, uh, at an opposing team's bench. You know, it's like, well, these are our guys. Amari Stoudemire yeah. drafted here. Sean Marion drafted here. I mean, Sean Marion's rookie season was the last year of the Sunburst jerseys. That's how long ago he was here. And what they did in their time here, the way that they grew here into the players that they became, uh, phenomenal talents before Steve Nash showed up. And he obviously accentuated their talents and led this team to multiple Western Conference final appearances. I think it's time that they, they paid them the proper respect. Now, obviously, there's soured relationships on, on the back end of both of their careers here. Amari Stoudemire chose not to re-sign here and went to New York. Sean Mary actively didn't want to be a part of this team because he wanted to go get uh, his, if you will, statistically and from a money standpoint. And they've both kind of taken shots at the Suns in the past. And I know that for some fans, they're not going to let that go. If you go onto X or you go onto Facebook or Reddit, you know, you'll see some Suns fans be like, hey, man, those guys kind of dog the Suns like I'm over them and I don't care if they're in the ring of honor. And, and you're welcome to to think that way. There's some Suns fans who are like, well, they shouldn't have their numbers retired. Too many people's numbers get retired. Uh, and unless you get this team or help this team to an NBA Finals appearance or eventually a title, you shouldn't have your numbers retired. And you're not wrong for that point of view either. But for me personally, I think that these are two of the greatest Suns to ever play. Yeah. No, they absolutely – and we talk about like uh, Steph Curry, how he – revolutionize the game in a way, right? I mean, of course, Steve Nash in that seven seconds or less offense, and he wouldn't have done it without those two dudes. I was going to ask you, too, of course, Sean Marion's your favorite, but it'd be nice to kind of know from the jamsters out there who, if he had to choose one, who would you have? That's a good question. That's a good question. For me, it would be Stad, just because that guy was just phenomenal, man. The the ferocity underneath the freaking basket every time would explode up to the rim and just dunk it over anybody. Um, just It was always unexpected with him. And then kind of cruising in his, um, I guess he was kind of injured a little bit towards the end of the son's career to where he had to like go to a jump shot. And then that was nice and sweet. Yeah, you know his what I mean? jumper so was great. He, it was so sweet, dude. His little pump fake, like the DeAndre Ayton thing. But, you know, now we compare him kind of to DeAndre Ayton just in a way you want him to be more, you know, explosive like him. Uh, but like, I just, I think stat for me, was always just so impactful. And I just loved how he would always be open. Like Steve Nash would always find him between anybody's legs around anybody's body. He was always ready for the ball and his hands, they were good. You know what I mean? They weren't probably the best, but he just made it work with Steve Nash. That pick and roll was just unstoppable with those two. Right. Yeah. And Amari Stoudemire, because of his performance here in the Valley, he's the one who's ruined DeAndre Ayton for a lot of Suns fans. Yeah. For those who are old enough to live through the seven seconds or less era, we became accustomed to somebody who hated the rim, who wanted to do bad things 
to that rim when he got the ball in his hands. And when we see DeAndre Ayton get the ball and he's more of a finesse player, we're like, dude, you, you're built like stat. Play with the same ferocity. And unfortunately for DeAndre Ayton, he pays for a lot of the sins that uh, Amari Stoudemire brought. You know, and then, you know, yeah. uh, the other guy obviously is the Matrix, who I have more of an affinity for. I absolutely love Sean Marion. I, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, up until about two seasons ago, he was my favorite son of all time, replaced by Devin Booker. And it's because of his versatility on both ends of the floor, how he didn't need the ball to be effective in a game. The sheer fact that that one season when Amari Stoudemire was injured and we didn't, you know, we were all excited after the 05, uh, 04, 05 run. He gets injured and he's out. Yeah. He plays like five games. So Sean Marion ends up playing 81 games in the 05, 06 season. And he does it at the power forward position. And he averages 21 points and 11.8 rebounds. I mean, that was what did it for me. Because up to that point, for me, it was Kevin Johnson. I, I was a huge Kevin Johnson fan growing up. And to see the way that he could affect the game in so many ways, and that's 21.8 points, not got he, he didn't garner those by having the pick and roll run up for him or isolation basketball. He, he garnered those by hustle plays, by attacking the rim, by getting offensive rebounds. He averaged 3.1 offensive rebounds per game that season. So his versatility as a player was something that I always uh, loved and appreciated growing up watching the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where the way he left always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And he did, he went off on some podcast about a year ago about just how everyone knew what the Suns were going to do offensively. And he was so frustrated with that team that, you know, nothing was ever changed. The adjustments weren't made to actually give the Suns a chance to win in the, in the series against the Spurs. So he, he, he's the one that dogs the Suns the most, but I just going back to those days, man, when, when I was a kid and you had no life and you just look forward to the Suns all the time, they, they now, made magic dude. on the court. And, you know, I think the Matrix, he just – D'Antoni had to create some of his system, right? It would be him. I know Steve Nash ran it all, but, like, just somebody that would just continue to pick up the pace, never take, a, never take an actual playoff, and just always be there, you know, to grab the extra board or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it was always about offense, and he was a good defensive player. He really was. But just offensively, he just filled those holes that I feel like D'Antoni just was like, if I had to create somebody, you know, of course Steve Nash can run it, but I just need somebody to actually just be there whenever, like, things fall apart. And he was that guy. A hundred percent. And that's why it's kind of, there's a fun game. And uh, if you go to brightsideofthesun.com, I put an article together. Literally the day, I think it was the day that they announced that they were going to retire their jerseys. Uh, I put together something that said which member of the seven seconds or less Suns dynamic trio would be the best fit with this current roster. I mean, we know that we have Devin Booker. We know we have Bradley Beal, yeah. Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Who of those three would be the best fit for this team? And, you know, it's a, a purely off-season take kind of thing. Like, you know, do you go Steve Nash to facilitate mm -hmm. with the true point guard? Is it Sean Marion because he can play the four and the five and again, gives you some defense? Is it Amari and Amari next to uh, – DeAndre Ayton would be something that would be just a sight to see. And that's something that we can talk about on our Monday podcast. I don't want to go too far down that avenue of thinking, but I want uh, our listeners to start to think about that a little bit. But I do want to say one thing uh, before we move on to the next topic is, you know, located behind me is a painting that I did a few years ago of the Sun the Phoenix Suns greats. All right. And if I pull it up and you take a look at it, 
you go through this list of, of players, Dan Marley, Tom Chambers, Walter Davis, Kevin Johnson, Alvin Adams, Dick Van Arsdale, Connie Hawkins, Paul Westfall, Charles Barkley, Steve Nash, Devin Booker. The two that were that are on this painting that I did that weren't in the Ring of Honor, I've got Sean Marion located uh, right in the center, by the way, on purpose, and Amari Stoudemire. And they are now going to be members of the Phoenix Suns Ring of Honor, Matthew. Yeah, and it's going to be redone. Someone actually did... Yes. Comments about that is going to be uh, updating the Ring of Honor. Johnny Timestamp. Time yes, they're also, they're also updating, updating the, ring. the ring. You know, so for those of you who visited the stadium since the renovation, they've done it all digital. They've done a digital banner that goes around the entire inside mm-hmm. of the arena, and they put different ads up there. Then, like, there's when when it's not time to tell us that we should go shop at Fry's, they're like, oh, by the way, and then they like put in the fake numbers, and it's something that, again, Matt Ishbia listens to this fan base and acts, and yes. it's going to be something they're going to be doing is redoing that Ring of Honor, and what's interesting is not only are both Amari Stoudemire and uh, Sean Marion entering the Ring of Honor, but they're also having their numbers retired, which is kind of interesting. So that brings me to just, you know, a little game. You know what time it is. Trivia time. All right, Matthew, we're going to do some trivia time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name off different members of the Phoenix Suns that are in the ring of honor. And I want you to tell me if their numbers are retired or not. Okay. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Number 33, Alvin Adams. Is his Jersey number retired or not? Yes, that is correct. Charles Barkley, number 34. No, correct. Tom Chambers, number 24. No, correct. Walter Davis, number six. Yes, correct. Connie Hawkins, Connie Hawkins, number 42. Uh, Yes. Correct. Kevin Johnson, number seven. Yes. Correct. Dan Marley, number nine. Um, I'm gonna say yes. Is That's yes? no. Matthew got one. Is it wrong. no? Okay. Yeah, that was like, no. who's who's war number nine? No one has. Of... No one has. But it's not hmm. technically retired. It's like a Tom Chambers thing. Get to ask him because I know Tom Chambers gave Googs or somebody 24. Forget. <laughs> yes. Uh. He, yeah. He gave Tom Googliata. Yeah. And then um. What's interesting about Alvin Adams is his number's retired, but he let Grant Hill wear it. Okay, yeah, he did, yeah. huh? Okay. <laughs> but he got permission yeah. to do so. He got permission to do so. Steve Nash is number 13, retired or not? Uh, yes. It is not. Or, it is not, okay, yeah. Amari Stoudemire, number yes. 32, yes. Sean Marion, number 31, yes. Yes. Dick Van Arsdale's number five? Yes. Paul Westfall, number 44? Yes. Not bad. You got like only two wrong. That's actually two wrong. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, you know, I just I was thinking about players that have worn those numbers, and I know it always goes back to two K, where I just couldn't get any number in the single digits. So I'm like, those have to be all retired that you're gonna mention. remind me to talk about two K at the back end of this. I gotta, I got something fun to, right. to talk to you about. All right, next up, uh, just real quick, I want to talk about this before we get into jersey number twenty. The they announced today, but they being Sham Sharania, that the Phoenix Suns will play on opening night on October 24th this season. It's the first time since 2011, Matthew, that the Phoenix Suns will be one of the first games of the season. They will be they will open up at the Golden State Warriors playing against Chris Paul and Dario Saric. Oh, and Steph Curry. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Uh it's kind of cool. I kind of wish it was at home. Um just because the Suns too. have the new court, they have the newer players, right? I mean, they do have Chris Paul. Uh, Golden State Warriors do. 
And that's going to be the exciting part. It's just playing against him. And uh, usually I don't get so excited about individual games, you know. I mean, we're going to talk about Christmas in a little bit, but this one's kind of interesting just because of the Chris Paul factor, how much he brought Big to time. this team, obviously, and the franchise, how he turned everything around. Now he's playing with Golden State and Steph Curry, a player that, you know, that he probably never thought he'd be playing alongside or maybe backing up. So that's going to be interesting how that unfolds. I just kind of wish it was at home because I know the Suns will have a new court. They have the new jerseys. They have everything new. And they're the most exciting now on paper to go watch. So I just thought it would be something you bring home, the new ring of honor, all that stuff. So that's going to be interesting. And I know this is probably not released yet, but I wonder when they're going to actually retire the jerseys. Before yeah, I can't wait for that. Amari, oh, yeah, because that's going to be a sellout. I'm do my sure. best. Well, every I'll, game's a sellout now. I'll, I'll be there for at least Sean Marion's. I'll, like, I'll use the credentials that Same night. game? <laughs> you think they'll be the same game or separate? Oh, they do separate, I, right? You got to go separate. Yeah, you can't do. You got to yeah, go they separate. They wouldn't like that either. No. Though. Yeah, yeah like, oh, I got to go in with this guy. Yeah. This guy stole my rebounds one year. <laughs> uh, I think the reason that they're doing it in Golden State, this could be the first time since Kevin Durant last played in Golden State that he will go to Golden State to play a game. Oh, you think? It's, you know, it's the first time. He hasn't been yeah. back to Golden State to play okay. a game since he left in 2019. There was some time in the 2020 season, but it was – you know, due to the bubble and all that fun stuff. And then the following season he played, but there was no, uh, oh, I didn't think he played the next season. No, he didn't play the, the bubble season, but the following season, I think there was like no fans or anything. So he's actually going to Golden State. So that's going to be a, a factor in this game. Chris Paul is going to be a factor. Dario Sharch is on that team as well. You're going to have the Clay Thompson who's apologizing for the four, not even apologizing, just saying like he felt like kind of a chump with the four fingers to Devin Booker last season. There's a lot of, he did say that. He did. He did say that on a pod. He didn't see all that okay. fun shit on Twitter. He was, no, he, was he was on no. the the uh, podcast P George uh, Paul George's podcast, and Paul George was kind of baiting him into talking about it. And he was just like, "Yeah, you know, it wasn't really a, a good move by me. Booker got in my feelings. Uh, he was he was kicking my ass that game, and you know, I shouldn't have done that. And it was you know, kudos to Clay Thompson for saying yeah. something along those lines. Big man. Yeah, you know, admit when you're wrong and everyone should accept that and move on. But there's always going to be pictures of it. And we're always just going to throw it up randomly. You always do a really good job on Twitter use, utilizing that meme of him doing four. You know, four. you don't pop on you don't pop on Twitter very often. But every now and then you just like throw that. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the bat circle of like, oh, is there a four out there? Like, um, like what um, what number is Chimetsi Metu going to wear? And you just put like the four, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you never brought a four, like, I don't I'm know what the is four. It? <laughs> <laughs> Clay Thompson throwing the four. So it's it's exciting, but I'm really excited for Christmas Day as well. Uh, Christmas Day, the Phoenix Suns will be home for that game, and they're going to be playing the Dallas Mavericks. And obviously there's a ton of storylines in that game as well. You have Booker and, and Fat Boy Luca kind of have a little history going on now. Kevin Durant again against his former uh, teammate and Kyrie Irving, you know, to see that Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant trio playing on national television against whatever the Mavericks are going to be. Cause the Mavericks did get better this year. You know, I I'm going to be really excited when we go remember, you know how every year we go through the entire, we pick a division at a time and we just kind of go through the additions yeah. and subtractions. Mm -hmm. they, they, they short up some of their defensive efforts, knowing that they have two elite scores, Again, how those elite scores can navigate together, being both 
2.5 out of 10 on defense themselves is going to be the challenge, but they did make some interesting moves. So it's, it should be a very highly entertaining game. And I believe of the five games on Christmas, it will be the fourth, which is like the perfect time yes. slot, right? No, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Man. Yeah, it is because you're done. You're just sitting there and you can, those are actually games you can watch. Yes. Cause there's always so much going on, unless the late night, Christmas evening, but that's usually Christmas but you're Eve. Christmas tired Eve. by that one, though. Yeah, right? Christmas Eve is usually if you're gonna go late night. It's the night before. It's not Christmas Day. Christmas Day by that time you're sitting there and you can actually watch some basketball. And of course, like the thing is, they didn't play Christmas last year, did they? Did they miss it? I, I, I don't think they did. Um, but. I'm pretty sure they played, but I'm pretty sure also that the Phoenix Suns are like zero and two in their last two Christmases. Did they okay. I, I I forget if they did because it's always about the podcast too. It's always like, well, I mean Christmas Day podcast, but it's later <laughs> at night, so that works out perfectly for us. We're I'm selfish in that way where I'm like, when is when is the podcast going to be? Okay. It's a perfect well, time for I'm, us. Because I'm pretty sure I I'm almost 100 percent sure they played last Christmas because I had to work on Christmas and they played like the two o'clock game. This so was the third game. Uh and they lost. I think it was to Denver. It's when oh, Dem yeah, Booker, yeah. Okay. Dem Booker yeah, got yeah. hurt. Remember, he got hurt like five minutes into the game. Yeah, yes. Merry Christmas. You know, here's your lump of coal. <laughs> so this will be a fun one because it's the it's like the five o'clock game on Christmas. The morning game is, is is the one that's always on the East Coast. So you're you, you pay attention to it a little bit, but you're not overly engaged in it because you you know at least you know for me I'm working, but mm. for other people you're interacting with your can with your family. But that's gonna be the Bucks for the first the Knicks, and then they'll have the 76ers in the Heat, and then that. Slot that the Suns came into will be the Celtics and the Lakers, and then it's Mavs, Suns, and it ends with Warriors Nuggets. So it's going to be a great game. And again, that's the game for the most part in which people who are casual, a lot more casual than we are, obviously, go, Oh, yeah, shit, basketball. Yeah, we've been watching football for the past three and a half months. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's when shit? it starts. That's when it yes. starts, and everyone's just like really wrapped up into it, and kind of in the midseason tournament. Not sure when that is, but. Is there more uh, mid-season, on that? Mi- yeah, mid-season. Oh man, all the details have been submitted. The mid the mid-season tournament isn't mid-season. It's essentially two weeks after the season begins. So it starts in early November and ends in early December. Okay. I believe. Yeah, that's December my bad. I gotta 9th get back on Twitter. December 9th and 10th, or just read Bright Side of the Sun. December 9th and 10th <laughs> is when uh they have the 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 tournament finale in Las Vegas. Okay, okay, cool. So that's that's when that's I thought I knew the rule, everything you explained that I didn't know they actually had the dates yet. Oh yeah. So Okay. It's. It, I posted an article on Brightside when they released that new news, but that was during summer league, so it was literally like a month ago. So you'd really have to just like delve into Brightside or just Google it because we come up pretty pretty regularly there. So, uh, but yeah, and any other thoughts on the opening day schedule? Typically, what this means is the the regular schedule release is a coming. So you best believe that I already have my template ready to go. Saw that, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know that's that what you're working with. Whenever the Suns release their schedule, I put it together in a nice consumable graphic and I put it out there for all of the Phoenix Suns community to utilize because I just that's what I do. I'm a nerd. Yeah, can't wait to talk about every game. I know. Like Matthew. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's you know, that, that's Matthew's favorite. Po- this is what Matthew does when he has that podcast. <laughs> sit there. <laughs> <laughs> so Matthew, you know we got what? seventeen back to backs. The way the league is nowadays, when there's so many like uh, switcheroos and players moving around everywhere, it's it's interesting because of the matchups and stuff. So it's more compelling now than it was ever. Now it's something where jams are going to sit yeah, down but- and listen because there's going to be matchups, but then also everyone is hurt and everyone plays. I think I always lead the podcast off that way, but like, well, who knows? Who's going to be hurt? 
He's yeah. not going to well, play. Well, and you also go, you also go, well, the regular season doesn't matter, but let's talk about it. And then like, we'll get like three <laughs> matchups in, you know, we'll talk about home and homes and we'll talk about like, you know, the, the big the road games, you know, and then we'll talk about, you know, like, Hey, they've got like a six game road trip here over, over eight days. And you're like, yeah, the regular season doesn't matter. It's like, by the time we get the third <laughs> topic, you're just right back to like the regular season doesn't matter. And I always have to remind you that you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but like it's fun. It's something yeah. that's released, and you know you can make your graphic, and we can go look at it. I, yeah, I'm excited to see what it looks like this year. It's just, it's just me telling everybody, like, look at my graphics. I've got some badass <laughs> yeah. graphics. Speaking of graphics, we got a nice little graphic here for jersey number twenty, because that's what we're talking about on this one. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is something that we do. That's so tiny. <laughs> it's a nice looking graphic. It's I'm a nice. On, okay, I'm on I the Josh Jackson side. I was like. Yeah, I'm on the. Can anybody guess who this one is? The one on my side. Oh man, easy. Well, (laughs) let's go through. So for the for 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 those of you who are watching or listening and and you don't know what we're doing here, it's a little series that we're running this off season where, uh, much akin to how we used to record the podcast back when we were the Solar Report podcast back in like November of 2019, we would do start bench and trade episodes, and what we would do is we would utilize this as an opportunity to. Educate your, yourself, myself, and our community on different Suns players throughout the history of the organization. So we go through everybody who wore a specific jersey number. And then at the very end, utilizing the rule that they must have at least played 50 games in a Suns jersey as a, a guideline, we say who we would start, who we would bench, and who we would trade. So the question I have for you, Matthew. Do you want to go first this time? When we did jersey number 10, you got the guys who got in Jeep accidents. You got the guys who Can you go like, first? committed fraud. All right, I will go first. So okay, cool. start the first guy to ever wear jersey number 20 for the Phoenix Suns happened in 1973. He played for the team from 1973 to 1975. A small forward, six foot seven, out of the University of Pennsylvania. You guessed it, folks. Corky Calhoun. Corky Calhoun played 172 games with the Phoenix Suns, scored 6.8 points per game, had 4.5 rebounds per game, 1.3 assists per game. Much akin to somebody who was drafted much, much later and wore jersey number 20, he was selected fourth overall in the 1972 NBA draft, played three seasons for Phoenix, and eventually was traded to the Lakers in 1974 for two picks. Three seasons later, he won a championship with the 1977 Blazers, which is the same team that the next guy that you're going to talk about won a championship with it well as well. Ladies and gentlemen, first up on our list, Corky Calhoun. <laughs> yeah, this Great next name. guy. All-time huh? name. All-time name right there. Corky it's Calhoun. a good one. It sounds like a baseball name, though, doesn't it? Corky it the does. Cork. Calhoun. Willie Calhoun. Willie Calhoun's a yeah, really good baseball ASU. name. But Corky ASU. Calhoun, man. I thought it was a baseball. I was like, is this list baseball? But I like um, the next guy because this is uh, a guy that played the most games in Jersey number 20. And that is 100. Oh, I'm sorry, 215 games. He goes by Luke or Mo or the Enforcer. And that is Maurice Lucas. Yes. Maurice Lucas played for the Suns from 1983, not 1883, to 1985, two years. He was traded to the Suns in 1982 for Truck Robinson. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's his real name or not. Might have been. I don't. <laughs> I actually didn't look that guy up. But I did look up Maurice Lucas. He's pretty interesting. Got in a fist fight with some guy. I was looking. At, he was a dude that. Yeah, Daryl no Dawkins. One really, yeah, no one really wanted to cross his path. He's a guy Ooh. that would stand up for his teammates. 
Um, so it's interesting there. Um, but yeah, part of the 1984-85 team that made a surprise run at the Western Conference Finals. Traded the Lakers in 1985. Real quick, real quick. remember What's that uh, like 6,000 word article I wrote about the 1983-1984-85 or Phoenix Suns that I wrote during the pandemic? Yeah. Mo Lucas yeah. was on that word. team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, word for word. Yeah. No, nobody does. Did you only do the one 6,000? Or was there like another one? That, I was did that another one. No, no, no. The second one I did had to do with the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. What was the one, though, they mentioned on Burns and Gambo? Was it that one? Uh, or was it was a different one. I thought it was, it was a different one. one. It was okay. One. I thought it was one of the larger ones you did. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, he was traded to Lakers in 1985 for two picks, which became Greg Grant and Steve Kerr, uh, the guy that traded away Sean Marion. Uh, Five time All Star, two time All Defensive Team, ABA All Team, All Time All-time Team, All Time Team. All-time team, that's a hard All-time one to say. 1977 team. champ with the Blazers. Yeah, and in that 1977 NBA Finals, that's where he squared off with Daryl Dawkins after Daryl Dawkins had a hard foul. And there's fisticuffs. It's, yeah. great. it's a great video. He had uh, like they kind both of a cheap tossed. shot, though. Lucas oh, did he totally he, he yeah, like, he like elbowed, elbowed him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know if I like the guy that much. But he still, <laughs> he was in there. He was in there. The other guy was kind of backing up. So, Well, what's interesting is, you know, the this franchise came into fruition in 1968 from 1968 to 1997 all right the first like 30 years of the franchise only two guys wore number 20 and 11 total guys did so between 1997 and now you know uh, nine guys have worn number 20 and it's and the next guy to do it was Ramil mealtime Robinson in 1997 from Michigan only played 12 games with the Suns. He was traded to the Suns with Cedric Sabalas for Joe Klein and Robert Ori. He was waived by the Suns a month later, and he he, he got hit with a bunch of fraud in his post game, his post career. So, oh, another meal time guy. Huh? Meal time Robinson was like stealing from his wife or something. So there you go, another the fraud 90s guy. Thing right? Coke yeah. was the 70s or whatever. The 90s yeah, was fraud, they, and everyone thought they could get away with everything. So what they did is in the 80s they had Coke problems, and in the 90s it was 80s, they, right? Yeah, they, they had to they had to commit fraud to pay for all the coke problems that they had in the 80s that's just how it went yeah one addiction after the other this guy i don't know if he was addicted or not but he is from slovenia home of uh luca the don um he also went by air milko he was marco milic i believe i said that right from 98 to 99 he only played 44 games uh he did average 2.5 points um less than one rebound and less than one assist and also he shot a he had a short career played in the majority in his in europe um, played two seasons with the Suns, and that's it. Current assistant coach with the Mavs. Yeah, mm. we'll, we'll see. Him I didn't Christmas. even know that till I read that, and I put them together before. Wow. Oh, Merry Christmas. Congrats, well, the, the next guy, 18 games played in 2007. Jermaine Jones, uh, six foot eight wing, the thriller from Camilla. Camilla being a uh, a, a little city in Georgia. Shot had a very short career, only 2.5 points per game with the Suns. Uh, played the majority of his time in Europe, played two seasons with the Suns. That's it. Um, I'm reading Marco Milicic, so that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jermaine Jones had uh, 18 well, uh-huh, games, uh-huh. 2.2 points per game, 1.3 rebounds, played eight years in the NBA, the final one being with Phoenix. He was an all-SEC player at the University of Georgia in 1999, and his career high, 13 points. That is Jermaine Jones. I'm getting the lame ones on this one. I've got Corky, Ramil, and Jermaine Jones so far. 
it's not getting any better. So who, who else we got? Well, Jaron Collins in 2010, he was a center 6'11", and uh, he wore number 20 with the Suns, but he also wore number 31 with the Utah Clippers and the Blazers, but this is the only place he wore number 20. Hmm. He had 10 starts with the Phoenix Suns and an assistant coach currently with the Pelicans. Won three rings as assistant with the Warriors. So some guys are just made to be coaches. Um, he did only play 34 games, though, with the Suns. So I guess if you wear jersey number 20, you're going to end up just coaching somewhere. Well, some championships too. other yeah. other places. Yeah. Only in uh, Portland in 1977, apparently. Next up, Garrett Seiler in 2011, a center six foot 11 from Augusta State. Uh, the first and only player from Augusta State to ever play in the NBA. Played 21 games with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, yeah. Was signed on a couple 10 day contracts. And they actually implemented a weight clause for this guy because he came in listed at 305 pounds, Matthew. Uh, Garrett oh Siler. So I've got a guy who's got a, uh, I have a, a, a fraud guy mm-hmm. and I got, I got a fatty. And also, yeah, a guy that eats a lot of cheeseburgers. Speaking yes. of really quick. So yesterday, this, why don't we tell you what I ate from five o'clock on the rest of the night? So this is what sure. I ate really quick. Cause this is really strange. Water burger. I had a, a patty melt and then I ate my mom's half a burger. Cause I met her and my nephew for dinner. And for, I, I guess for a snack, Last night, I might have smoked a little bit. Who knows? I had two McDoubles from McDonald's. I had a large fry and then four of their chocolate chip cookies, dude. Nice. I had it all in one night. Oh, it feels nice. so good. Nice. I had it in and out for dinner tonight. So, oh, did you? Hell nice. Yeah. Yeah, I love it now. Oh, mm. so good. Mm. Um, <laughs> 2013, Jermaine O'Neal. Remember this signing? Ooh, this is the so, kid. This is the dark days. Yeah, the, the kid. I didn't even know that was his nickname. But he went to college at high school. Uh, he did play 55 <laughs> games. So <laughs> this was when all those players are coming out. Um, he did come out of high school, did not go to college. Um, 55 games, so he is eligible, uh, which is shocking. I thought it was less than that. I feel like he barely played. Um, obviously, yeah. 55 is not a lot, but I didn't think he'd be eligible for the eligible for this game. Um, but he only started four games for the Suns. Uh, 18-year career, played with the Suns in year 17. That's when we get the guys, usually it's in the last years. Yeah. It was um, he and Jerry Dudley that were uh, team captains following the departing of Nash and Grant Hill. Yeah. That, like I said, I remember, the, days. I remember that season. Yikes. Uh, had medical and personal issues while he was with the team and in regular heartbeat. Took him off, uh, took some time off to tend to his daughter who had a leaky heart valve. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm now I'm back to the sad, sad players and the sad stories. <laughs> um, six time all-star three time all NBA selection and 2002 most improved player and part of the malice of the palace. That's right. right? Yeah. That's, that's a great right. doc too. Yes, Fine. that is that great. Yeah. I, I'll never forget. I'll, do you remember where you were for the mouse in the palace? Do you remember that? No, I remember. I remember what coming on. I just couldn't stop watching. I, I, don't know where I was though. So somewhere I was stationed in Korea Always. at the at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was two. I was stationed in Korea from 03 to 04. And it happened, it must oh. have been late 03 or, or, or it happened 04. It was uh before Thanksgiving 04. And when you're stationed overseas in Korea, I think we're like 16 hours ahead. So basketball games, like primetime basketball games, would come on at like 10 in the morning. Like I was stationed there during the comeback run of the Boston Red Sox against the Yankees. That was all happening like after breakfast, before lunch for us. Okay, which was really kind of cool. That is but cool. I remember, I remember, I was sitting there uh, taking a break, Excuse watching me. watching that game uh, because one of the guys that I I was a fellow cook was a huge Pistons fan, and we were watching that game and just like all shit went haywire. And they're like, 
And I'll never forget, like two days later, we had it was Thanksgiving and the general had come into the dining facility and we had I'd been up for 48 hours straight and I'd made enough fucking uh potato salad to feed an army literally we've done i mean so much stuff and all those cooks are standing up there you know at, at parade rest and he comes in there to talk to us and you know thank us for our hard work and they're showing a highlight of the mouse in the palace up on the tv screen he comes in and he, and he's just like how about that huh and they just walked out it's like <laughs> how about that oh he's like how about that and we're just like motherfucker man we work so hard and like you don't do it for the 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 general to come in and give you kudos but it's like that was my first impression of a general like this guy don't give two shits and he loves the malice in the palace but (laughs) uh next up in the list and we said this last time we did the podcast when you start to hit that 2010 range man you start to get in some dark days and some dark memories uh archie goodwin wore number 20 a point guard slash shooting guard six foot five out of kentucky ended up playing 150 games with the suns uh from 2014 to 16 he was actually drafted by OKC via Golden State, but the Suns got him on draft night, taking 29th overall. He was actually the leading scorer on a Kentucky team that included Nerlens Noel and Willie Cauley-Stein. Started 15 games of the 150 he played in Phoenix, averaged 6.2 points, two rebounds, 1.2 assists. Uh, Just kept bouncing. I don't know if you remember this, but just kept bouncing between the D-League and the NBA. And, you know, every season he was just up and down and up and down. And so eventually he just got tired of it. He asked for a trade, and the Suns waved him. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we go that's through the Archie Goodwin store. And yeah, I'll, I'll never forget, cards. he scored 29 points in his rookie season on the last day of the year uh, over the Kings. And we're like, oh, shit, Archie Goodwin. Because it always happens. Like, the last, last game of the of year? year? Yeah, last, yeah, last game. Of, oh, last game. Last okay. game. Yeah. So, Archie Goodwin. Like Archie Goodwin. Yeah, the, the false hope that those point guards always gave us. We always were like, oh, here we go. This is maybe something. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. Uh, speaking of nothing, and I thought was something, this oh, is I lo- JJ. I love, I, I love that you got this one. I know. I'm so glad. This is my guy. This is the jersey I still wear, and I actually have Sarich duct tape on the back because Sarich was a better all. That was just the funniest thing ever. I'll still wear that j- jersey to the day I die. It's still go to games with it. I don't care. It's a great jersey. It is. It's awesome. Um. Even though, oh, I can wear it to the Warriors game, but I'm not going to be in Golden State. Okay, I'm not going to be in San Francisco. Sorry, Hmm. Golden State's not a real place. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Josh Jackson, 156 games. That's a lot. It seems like it's a lot less than that, but a lot of wasted seasons with him. Uh, Was the number one um, overall recruit in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Charles Barkley talking about Josh Jackson, how awesome he's going to be. I'm like, okay, let me see this. Let me see this dude. Loved his game. Um, I loved his Fro, he looks so much better than Jason Tatum. That's why I didn't want Tatum because I thought he looked cooler than Jason Tatum. Um, but uh, yeah, he was drafted number four overall from the, for the Phoenix Suns, and we were super excited. He was a Suns representative in the 2018 NBA draft lottery, the only one that resulted in the Suns leaving with the number one overall pick. Yeah. So thank you very much right. for that. <laughs> Traded with DeAnthony Melton to the Grizzlies uh, for Kyle Korver and Javon Carter, who was. It was absolutely. It was a weird thing, right? When that happened, you're like, "Oh man, hopefully it doesn't turn anything." Didn't turn anything. Yeah. Currently a free agent after playing with the Grizzlies, Pistons, and Kings. There was always signs in the G League and stuff, and everyone's like, "Look at him, dude! Like, what was he averaging? Like 26 points a game?" Something and like that. Yeah. So a guy that gets his kid high or something. I don't know. It was a mess. Well, and he's going through a bunch of domestic sh- shit right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, what is he, he right now? Yeah. Something just popped oh. over like the past week. What What did he shoot from three as a son? Was it? I don't know. Twenty three percent. What? No, it's on. It's on. It's on our notes, man. Is it? Oh, shot twenty nine point four percent from three as a son. Sorry, 
Yeah. So, oh. so I mean, he's one of those guys who coming out of coming out of college, the hype was so real for him. He was so athletic. And if you go back and you watch like his rookie season highlight dunks, like it's it's a fun watch. But he yeah. was very one dimensional. He was very. Uh, he wouldn't do reckless. anything but drive to the basket. Yeah, he was reckless. He was reckless yeah. on offense, though. He he'd get the ball, start driving, not know what he was going to do. He yeah. was purely banking on his athletic ability. He could barely and dunk, I, though. And I remember, I was not a fan of him being drafted because I thought we needed a point guard. And right after him in the draft was Darren Fox. And I'm like, we already have a small forward. We had T.J. Warren at that time. It was T.J. Warren and Devin Booker. I'm like, dude, go get Darren Fox. Let's start to build this team, you know, and from a roster construction standpoint, we went and got Josh Jackson. He sucked. End of story. Last on the list, the last guy to wear number 20 for the Phoenix Suns. The Sarge Smoke Break. Sarge Smoke Break. <laughs> Super Dario. I actually emailed basketballreference.com and I said, hey, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but one of Dario Saric's uh, nicknames is Smoke Break. And I'm trying to get them to put it on his basketball reference page. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would um, be amazing. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Because I get to see break? a future pod reading it. Like, did you guys know? Like, No Dunks always does that. If you Like, they're always like, did you guys know his nickname was this? And like, where did that come from? So it could be Smoke Break and they can read that in the future. That'd be yeah, hilarious. People are like, um, what? What? <laughs> What it what what it is what it is, uh. But yeah, you know, played with the Phoenix Suns obviously for a couple seasons, 153 total games, which is only three less than Josh Jackson, and it feels like he played much more. Uh, but he was acquired on a draft day trade that sent Jared Culver to Minnesota, and Sarich came back with the draft rights to Cam Johnson. Way to go, James Jones, on that one. Tore his ACL in game one of the 2021 NBA Finals, and even though he hadn't been highly effective in that playoff run, it was one less body we could throw at. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who ended up going absolutely nuclear and breaking our hearts, had a meniscus issues in 2022 and eventually was traded last season to the Thunder for Darius Baisley. So there you go, Jamsters. That is everybody who has won or won, worn jersey number 20 in the history of the franchise. Now, that being said, utilizing 50 games as a line of demarcation, there's only six players who we can actually start. We can actually bench and we can actually trade. Those six players are Corky Calhoun, Mo Lucas, Jermaine O'Neal, Archie Goodwin, Josh Jackson, and Dario Sharich. So, utilizing that as your baseline, Matthew, who are you going to start? Who wore jersey number twenty for the Phoenix Suns and Jamsters? If you're watching along live, uh, if you're wa- if you're watching later, listening later, it's just. Say it out loud. Let's say it out loud. Yeah, but if and you're if you're here right now, let us know. Anyone who wore jersey number twenty, who would you start? Okay, I'm gonna go with Detonable's actually um, suggestion here. Maurice Lucas has the best nickname, the Enforcer. Um, you know what? The most games played. Some guy that other teammates, other teammates, you know, thought of someone that can back them up, and also other teams and their players feared. So I'm gonna go with um, Maurice Lucas. Five-time All-Star, just put up pretty decent stats. I'll go. I'll throw him at the starting. I didn't watch any highlights of him, but I'll just I'll, put him there as a starter. <laughs> I'll, I'll echo. I'll echo your sentiment. Uh, okay. Mo, Mo Lucas is probably the best player to ever wear jersey number twenty in the history of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, an enforcer, as the nickname uh, indicates, you know, physical, definitely of his time, definitely somebody who 
probably couldn't survive in the modern NBA, but he was an ideal player in the 70s and 80s, playing with Portland, playing with the Suns, playing with the Lakers, uh, the Showtime Lakers, uh, which, by the way, you know, winning time's back on. Did yeah, you, I never you finished the first season. Oh, I man. never finished the first season. Yeah. Every Sunday night, man, I know what I'm doing. I'm watching that. Uh, but yeah, Mo Lucas, I just thought when you take a look at this group, he's easily, in my opinion, the one you start. What about bench? Well, I'll, I'll go first with bench, yeah. I guess. Go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Dario Saric. I think that what he did as a bench player was highly uh, impressive considering that he has zero athletic ability. You know, what he lacked in athletic ability, he he gained in the connectivity he had with his teammates. And that's what made him such a valuable team teammate for uh, everyone he played with and somebody who made the offense go when he came on the court. Could shoot the three ball a little bit. Uh, a, a fundamentally sound basketball player just couldn't jump over a fucking nickel. So I, I'm going to go with Dario Sharch as my bench. What do you? What say you, Matthew? Yeah, I'm going with the big giant Tush himself. I'm gonna go with Dario, the dude, the, the guy that can just fall, fall for no reason, and can fall on the ball. <laughs> um, he was a good trapper that way. Um, I'm gonna go with him for sure. The finals run we had with him, and you know him going out by injury, you never knew how big of a factor he really was. Of course, you you appreciated his game, but when he went out hurt, like it affected the team more dramatically than I think we ever thought. Um, but yeah, he was definitely the connector a guy that we, I look forward to coming off the bench uh, uh, tons of times and he can always quickly adjust to other players and other systems very, very quickly. Um, so on the warriors, it's gonna be interesting because he might have pretty decent season being a backup over there. I completely agree. I think he's a perfect fit for what they're going to try to accomplish because of kind of who he, who he is and how he can play. You got to play him a little bit because he can shoot that three ball a little bit. Uh, but you know, if we get him down the block, Remember the first game he came back and he's playing for Oklahoma City and, and who was it? I think Booker like just fucking stuffed his ass. It was him or yes or something. It was I just, think it happened a few times to him yeah. that game. Like you're right. Oh, this one's like the other side of this. No, someone dunked on him. I'm like, wait, they can dunk. And was it Aiden that dunked on him? In my mind, like been. wait, Aiden dunked. It's like, oh, it's of course it was on. It's it was on, on Dario. It's like, listen, Aiden doesn't dunk, but he's been dunking on Sharch in practices since 2020. Yeah. So he's. he's, he's <laughs> He knows he can get away with that one. There's no fear there for him. All right, <laughs> trade, Matthew. Who are you going to trade? I'm going to trade Josh Jackson. I think the potential, I mean, you got Javon Carter back too in the trade. You can get some decent role players. I think it's kind of like what we look for. Um, at one point, these aren't a ton of jabs at Aiden, but you know, the, when Aiden was on the trade block this this offseason, we're like, could we just get some role players and stuff? Luckily, he's with us still and has some more potential this year. But I just think that um, what they got back from Josh Jackson is great. Because there was always that fear of like he might turn out to be something in some other system, but you didn't realize how many issues he actually had yep. um, in his stay-at-home life. So, um, yeah, I mean, who do you got? I'm going to go with the same guy. Uh, okay. Because of where we were, there, there, there's two ways you can approach trade. You can approach approach trade at like, dude, I didn't like this guy on the team, so I'm going to trade him off. Or this is the best opportunity to try to get garner some assets back. And I feel like who he was at the time in his career, you could have uh -huh. said, hey – just needed a change of scenery, isn't showing up to autograph sessions at Fry's. So James Jones is having to buy beer for the fans who showed up and, you know, he, he's smoking weed with kids and stuff. I mean, like he just needs a change of scenery. And he was, you know, three seasons into his career when the Suns traded him. And so that was their best opportunity to maximize some semblance of value. And they got some value for it. You know, they got Kyle Korver, who they released, and they got Javon Carter, who they turned into Landry Shaman. We all know how that worked out. So, uh, yeah, that's that's start bench and trade. So we we were 
we agreed right across the board. You start Mo Lucas, you bench Dario Sarch, you trade Josh Jackson. Uh, Ted Lubin in the chat said he'd start Mo Lucas, bench Dario, and trade Jermaine O'Neal. So thank you for playing along there. Um, yeah, so you want to do a little... Uh... Yeah, you had something, right? On the back of the pod, you said? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about? 2K. So I got a question for you, and I got a question mm-hmm. for the Jamsters, okay? So tomorrow I'm interviewing Ronnie 2K. Oh, for Brightside? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And I got to know what I'm going to ask him. <laughs> Wait, how are you doing the interview? Uh, Through like a Zoom thing, and I'm going to record it, and then I'll put it here on the pod. Really? How did that happen? Just... Uh, so SB Nation reached out and said, hey, is anybody interested in me uh, interviewing Ronnie 2K? And obviously I'm a, one of those 2K heads, and I'm very into the game and i was like i'm like uh, i will absolutely i will and they're like okay uh you get I'll seven minutes you get seven minutes between like 130 125 and 132 tomorrow <laughs> i'm like done i'll do it i don't give a shit uh so yeah I'll, uh, oh, and been, so uh, cool. i love that i get to tell you that matthew because i've been trying to tell people no one gives a shit <laughs> no that's fucking <laughs> awesome you know i mean he's He's always looked at as a douche, right? And he showed up at um, I think this last offseason when Booker opened up a new court. Yes. Um, that was designed he by I think the same Devin guy Booker. that's gonna do, be doing the jerseys. Um, but yeah, he's a big Booker fan. And he loves he loves Booker and um he was there for that day too. So it'd be interesting because a lot of people think he's a douche, but what kind of questions he are just I'll wait for the interview, but you just have that all prepped, or is it questions? No, that's what I'm asking you. you. What should I fucking ask? Oh, him? okay. Uh, I got a couple questions, you know, like lined up about because essentially what he's doing, he's doing a marketing campaign now that they've released all of the different ratings for the different 2K players. So he's going to meet with people and just kind of talk about that a little bit. So I got a couple questions about ratings and things of that nature. But like what? I got seven minutes. And I know that seven minutes goes by really, really quick. Um, but I don't know. What's, mm-hmm. Anything you want me to ask him? Jamsters, is there anything that you want me to ask him? So ask him about never mind. I can't say saltiest gaming I'm says tell him Booker needs one more point for his rating. So maybe what I can do is I What's can he at right now. He's at a 94. Uh, okay. Uh, Katie's a 96. Booker's a 94. Uh, Beal is an 87. Aiton is an 84. And what's interesting is Aiton was an 84 as a rookie. He's been 84, 84. I think he was 85, 86, 84, 84. So he just kind of like stayed the same. So, uh, but yeah, I like what Salty says. Get tell him Booker needs one more point for his rating. Like, listen, uh, maybe I can frame this like so. You know, I understand. Uh, you know, uh, you and Devin Booker spent some time together. Obviously, with him being a cover athlete last season, mm-hmm. uh, you you helped dedicate a court with him. Uh, can we give him one more point? Can we get him to ninety five? I mean, look yeah, what he he's... did. In, yeah, I'll do something like that. Yeah, Salty yeah. says Doncic is a 95, and I agree. We need to get him there, too. <laughs> yeah, ask, you know ask Ronnie 2K if he gets bribed to rate players higher. I could ask him that. He probably does. I, probably I would does, ask him. He... Does it have to be Suns-related, uh, 2K? Because I would ask him, like, hey, so other than 2K, what game do you actually play the most? Because I feel like he doesn't play just 2K. I don't know I don't know what to ask him, though, man. Yeah. I I would, shoot me a text. <laughs> I would get pretty down and dirty with him really quick. Get some like garbage. Well, but I card. but I'm also doing it for like bright side. I'm gonna turn it to a piece for bright side. So it's like it has okay. to be somewhat sun's related. And I don't want to be like, you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So so like, do you have an innie or an Audi when it comes to your butthole, or how's this work? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I can ask him that question. And I don't like, know. What? I'm like, no, no. I said, I said, I said, Booker, <laughs> Booker, one more. Did, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't think about that one, but I'm really proud of you, John. <laughs> 
I'll ask him those kind of questions. See how it goes. But it was kind of cool because the the media person we're going through. um, I'm like, so like, she's like, okay, this is the time. Here's the invite. I'm like, cool. Will Mm -hmm. this be video format so I can release it? You know, for the video side of my podcast. What's your podcast? Like the Sun's Jam Session podcast. She's like, yes, it will be. I was like, yeah, nice. That could be our 500th episode. We just play it on playback. (laughs) Just Just sit here watching the the seven the, the seven minute. We we watched the seven minutes of me interviewing Ronnie Two K five hundred times. <laughs> that's the five hundredth episode. What else you got, Matthew? Before we get out of here? Oh man, nothing that crazy, nothing that cool. That's all. Just I have. excited for the weekend, and oh, I'm excited for the season. Get to play some Assassin's really Creed Valhalla. No, I'm not as cool as you, man. <laughs> I'm gonna take a Tylenol PM and go to sleep here soon, so I can wake yeah. up at six and go running. <laughs> yeah, running from what? From my fears, my yeah. insecurities. I wish I could run, run from them. Huh? I wish I could run. I miss run. running. Nah, man, my spine's all fucked up. <laughs> it it's on your head, man. No, just run it's definitely it. in my spine. Wait, <laughs> just keep definitely, running through it, man. Definitely in my spine. So. Well, on that note, Jamsters, we're going to go ahead and we'll get out of here. We'll be doing the same thing next Thursday, but we'll be doing Jersey number 30. Monday, we'll sit and we'll talk a little bit more about Nash, Marion, and Amari Stoudemire and where they would fit on this modern version of the Phoenix Suns, as well as any other fun Suns news that might come up. The schedule might be released between now and then, so that'll give Matthew something to talk about. Schedules don't fucking, regular season doesn't matter, Um, but I really (laughs) don't like seven backs-to-backs. Seven's not bad, actually. Yeah, that's actually a good number. So, but you, it doesn't matter. So, uh, as as the Rock would, say, it doesn't matter. Bam, Johnny on the spot. So, on that note, champs, there's a reminder to please subscribe, rate, follow, review, all that fun stuff. If you happen to be somebody who listens to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, please take a little time out of your day and give us a five star rating. Uh, we haven't had one in in just about a month, so. We appreciate it. We appreciate it if you do. Follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter or X or whatever. Read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. Matthew? Follow me at Matthew Lissy. Read my sometimes stuff there. That's and all right. Should, and what else should we do? <laughs> For two minutes? Oh, uh, let's go home and love our Ronnie 2Ks. Oh.